You're listening to a North Valley Community Church podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at northvalleychurch.org. Christmas is a time, really, where there's just this tremendous uh, sense of wonder and anticipation. I know at my household tonight, the kids are kind of curious about all the gifts that are, they're going to receive tomorrow underneath the Christmas tree. And we've learned at our household, if we wrap those gifts a little too soon, then they just may take a peek and shake that thing to death to see what's un, in, underneath that, uh, the, the wrapping there. But for maybe for, for you uh, adults, Christmas is a time of sense of anticipation as well as maybe you've celebrated so many years with traditions and whatnot, and you look forward to it every year. Uh, the Christmas time is a time, I know for me, when I receive a present from a relative or a friend, I feel maybe it's unexpected. There's this sense of surprise and kind of just joy. Um, maybe that's what this one airline company was trying to do to capture the sense of the Christmas surprise uh, with their passengers. Watch this story. "'Twas a night before Christmas, and all across the land, the good folks at WestJet had a miracle planned. The eve before flying, the guests were in their beds. Visions of traveling danced in their heads. While out on the runway, something secret had arrived. It was left in the lounge. It was a Christmas surprise. Christmas this year, Cohen. A choo-choo train. Oh, oh, oh. a classic. Do you like Thomas? Yeah, Thomas. What would Mommy and Daddy like for for Christmas? Big TV. Yeah, big TV. Oh, oh, oh. a big TV. You're looking fabulous. Oh, I need to. It's okay if you just want to stare at me as well. <laughs> what I need is uh, new socks and underwear. An Android tablet. Is that William beside you? And Cameron? <laughs> Some Santa boots. While the guests told their Christmas wishes to good old St. Nick, West Jetters took notes and got ready to shop quick. It was a great rush with the two flights in the air to get all those presents. Not a moment to spare. The same bells ring and those children sing it WestJet, sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of your flight.
almost everything ready, we all had to wait for the moment of truth at Carousel 8. of St. Nick would actually appear. It was all quite a trick. A West Jetter would say it was more than mere fun. Miracles do happen when we all work as one. Don't you love a good Christmas surprise? Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's fun. Hey, you know, Christmas is a time it's really filled with surprises. And did you know that the greatest surprise that happened was the first Christmas is recorded in the second gospel, uh, the um, uh, gospel of Luke in the second chapter. And it says, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That'll be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went away with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. You know, the folks at WestJet that rode, rode, uh, were passengers that day, they were incredibly surprised. They didn't pay for those gifts that they received. It was totally unexpected. And, you know, those things were great gifts, but the reality is with any of those gifts, they're all going to get outdated. I mean, the tablet will be replaced by the iPad. The TV is going to get replaced by a bigger plasma TV. Thomas the Train might get old. Yes, it might even. Thomas the Train might get old. And definitely the guy with the socks and underwear, he's going to need to replace those. The reality is, as good as those gifts are, None of those gifts last, but the gifts that the shepherd 
received on the first Christmas is a gift that lasts forever. I wonder maybe for us today on Christmas, maybe we've lost just a little bit of the surprise of Christmas, the wonder, the anticipation. As I reflect on that second chapter in Luke's gospel, there's a few things that really still surprise me. As a Christian for more than 20 years now, seeing first, I'm surprised just by the joy that a life with God brings. I've been a pastor for a number of years. We started the church here about six years ago. We've been on this campus about a year and a half. And I'll tell you one thing that always surprises me is seeing men and women and even young kids, when they give their lives to Jesus Christ, there's some kind of extraordinary joy that they experience in their life. The angels predicted this kind of joy that a relationship with Jesus Christ would bring. In the second chapter of Luke, verse 10, the angel said, hey, this is good news that ought to be great joy. Did you know that joy is not the same as happiness? Happiness is about the happenings, but joy is totally different than our happenings. Joy is rooted in a belief in God that somehow he's going to work all things out together for the good for those who love him. In John chapter 15, Jesus said to his followers that his plan and desire was that the very joy that was in Jesus Christ himself would be in every single one of his followers. He said, I want your joy to be complete. I'm always surprised by joy. I'm surprised by seeing believers, even in hard times when they go through hardship, somehow they can navigate some sense of extraordinary joy. Real joy is not found in a possession, but real joy is found in a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. Don't get me wrong, the gifts are good. And part of the reason why we give at Christmas time, it's reflecting God as a giver. And when we give gifts to our kids, it's just modeling. We're giving because we love. But don't ever mistake it, friends. The real joy that you and I need is not in a possession. It's always in a person. I'm always surprised, too, by the peace that God brings. The angels said this as well. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. Listen, friends, we live in a time and a day where there's not lots of peace, it seems like. But maybe we've mistaken what peace really looks like. From a worldly perspective, we think oftentimes that peace is just the absence of a problem, the absence of a conflict. Maybe during the holiday season, it can be a little tough sometimes to find peace, if we're honest, right? But the peace that God promises through the person and the work of Jesus Christ, the Bible says that Jesus offers a peace that's not as the world gives it. It's not an absence of the conflict. It's not an absence of the problems. He says, I want to give you a peace that surpasses all understanding in the middle of your conflict. I'm surprised by seeing that in the life of so many. I'm surprised by experiencing that in my own life and going through hard times and difficult times of losing loved ones or facing financial hardships throughout the years and seeing this in other people as well. The peace of God surprises me still. May it surprise you. But last, but honestly, I think the greatest of all I'm surprised by during the Christmas season is the love of God. The love of God, which the Bible says God so loved the world. 
Do you know those shepherds at night? I mean, God chose in, in his plan and purpose to reveal that big angelic announcement about the king Jesus being born to a bunch of folks that by the religious community's perspective were unworthy. They were shepherds working the night shift. They were definitely unclean, unfit, labeled unrighteous, and God chooses to reveal himself to them. I'm always surprised by the love of God and how love always tends to change things. I want to share with you a story about the love of God transforming a man's life right here in our church. And if God didn't intervene, I don't know where he'd be today. Watch this. Well, Todd, uh, this Christmas is going to be a little different for you. You're in a totally different place than you were three years ago. Why don't you share a little bit about that? And Pastor Ryan, a little over three years ago, um, I was really, really in a bad spot. Uh, my moral compass was really off. Um, by the age of 15, I was using and abusing drugs and alcohol, and I did that for most of my life. I mean, how bad did it get? It got bad. I, lose, I lost a lot of jobs, lost a lot of friends, lost a lot of family members. Mm. Yeah, and so you started, you explored using drugs and alcohol a lot more, probably with your friends, going out and doing the parties, all that. And then it kind of culminated where you got kicked out of the house. What happened there? Well, I was arrested seven times for minor consumption. And on my 18th birthday, I got arrested for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. And my mom just said, I can't stay there anymore. So she kicked me out. And where would you say you were spiritually at this point in no, your life? Nowhere, nowhere close to being spiritual. Yeah. I was, I was down and so out. So God was very distant to you. Far from even yeah. being, being in my life. So there's no relationship at this point. None. Yeah. So things at later in life move from bad to worse, where at one point, you say you're tired of the chaos and you want to try to end it all. Why don't you share with me a little bit more about that? Well, I was, I was really, really down and I was hurting my wife at the time. I was hurting my family at the time. And I decided that I couldn't do this anymore. And, I didn't. and how long ago was this? Three, a little over three years. So you went from 18 all the way up to about three years ago, on and off of drugs and alcohol at this point in time. Yes, yeah. 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 And never really able to kind of overcome this struggle. No. Yeah. And so what happened? You get in the car, you drive out to the desert, and you're going to try to end my done. life. Yeah. And why is that? Um, I, I tried as hard as I could to come to a relationship with God. I just wasn't doing it the right way. I wasn't taking the right paths. I wasn't being around the right people. Um, so I figured I was lost, and there's no way that God's going to love me or take me. And I was being more of a hindrance to the people that I was with and, and thought that were with me. And I just couldn't go on anymore. And so there you are. And then you get this surprising phone call. I did. I got a phone call from a very, very good, kind person. And uh, for some reason, I answered it. A pastor at our church. A pastor at our church. Correct. Yeah. And how did that, how, how, how meaningful was that phone call for you that day? Uh, I know today that God placed him right in the perfect spot um, and I answered the phone and I answered the phone call and he wanted to meet with me and work with me and I said well this is this is the starting point I'm gonna flush all the way the stuff that was bad and I'm gonna start fresh from here on out and I haven't looked back 
So how long have you been sober now, Todd? Three years, three months, 20 days, and 17 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting? Yeah. And, and so you were recently baptized. I was. It was a big deal. A huge deal. Yeah. This is an incredible story of God's redemptive plan in your life and how he's worked. Um, what do you find most surprising, I guess, about God's intervention into your life? He never gave up on me. He never, not once. Um, I just didn't see it. I was too clouded by drugs and alcohol and just skid row. It, it, it'll, it'll change a person. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. That's the experience that I've had as a Christian myself. Maybe tonight you'd like to experience that new life. Maybe you've lost kind of the, the sense of joy and wonder of Christmas. And maybe it's time to rediscover that, or maybe it's time to discover that for the very first time. I, I've... You know, what was shocking to me about Todd's story when I interviewed him just the other day was when he said to me that he just felt like he didn't feel worthy by God. Um, that's what the shepherds were surprised by. They didn't really feel worthy to have that angelic announcement. But I want to remind you, friends, no matter where you come from, what you've done or what you've been through, You've never gone a, a day in your life where you've ever been unloved by God. You may say, I, I, Ryan, you have no idea. I've been really unfaithful. I have been incredibly unfaithful. Well, I'd say maybe so, but you've never been unloved. You may say, I mean, I've been unworthy. I, I'm definitely way unworthy of a relationship with the almighty high king of heaven. Well, maybe so, but you've never been unloved. You may say, I've been unrighteous. You may say, I've been unreachable. You may say, I've been unteachable. Okay, okay, but you've never gone one day in your life without being unloved. For God so loved the world that he gave. Don't underestimate the love of God, friends. You're never too far gone. You're never too far removed. You may be, feel unbroken. You may have been unfair. You may have been unwilling, but you've never, ever spent one day of your life being unloved. I want to give you the opportunity tonight, just right there from your chair, to pray with me tonight. Maybe just to discover the love of God and the Christmas surprise. Will you pray with me? You can pray with me silently for all of those that today would say, I need that love in my life. I need that change. Would you pray with me silently? Heavenly Father, today, I acknowledge I have been unworthy. I have been unrighteous. And today, I acknowledge my sin. And today, I'll start new. Would you enter into my life? Would you forgive me of my sin? I believe in you, Jesus Christ, for the answer to my problems. And I today am confessing you as my personal Lord and Savior. Take control. Give me your peace. 
May I experience your love and your joy. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, I want to encourage you, if you prayed today, as many people do in our services, to start that first step in that Christian journey. Tell a friend that you came with or tell a family member. Maybe call them on the phone today. I remember one of the first times uh, when I first became a Christian, I picked up the phone and I started calling people. And they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I became a Christian. And I want to encourage you, don't let that good news go by too, too fast. Maybe you just want to let us know. You can fill out the connection card. Uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to give you just some time to fill out that connection card. You can say, here was my decision today. Or you got questions and you're like, I'm not there. But you want help. And we want to help wherever you're at on your spiritual journey. Or like the shepherds. As soon as the shepherds heard about the good news, you know what they did? They went out and they shared more about the good news. Maybe tonight you want to help get the good news of Jesus Christ out. Because today, as a believer, you're like, I'm excited about what God's doing in this church. And I want to help contribute towards that. There's giving envelopes for those of you that want to contribute towards the the vision and the mission for us here at North Valley. Over the next few minutes, just take some time and respond as you see fit. Thank you for listening. To become a supporter of North Valley Community Church, give online today at northvalleychurch.org.